from WJFF Radio Catskill, this is Close to Home, the podcast that explores the people, issues, and institutions in the Catskill Mountains, the heart of small-town America. I'm your host, Leif Johansson. Thanks for tuning in. This week, I am excited to introduce a new series that we're doing on Close to Home that will feature local businesses and the people who pour their heart and soul into making them successful here in our Catskills community. I have been thinking a lot about how we focus on government and social topics on this program in an effort to think critically about how our rural communities work and what needs to be done to help them work better. But we can't talk about our rural communities without talking about the businesses that are up and down Main Street that help bring us together and attract folks from all over the place to our towns and villages. So from time to time, we're going to check in with business owners throughout the region to hear their stories and learn what it takes to be an entrepreneur in rural America. And I am so excited to kick things off with Kendra Payne, the owner and operator of the Herbal Scoop in Calicoon, New York. I always say is a discovery-based herbal botanical shop. Um, I'm located on Lenape lands in Calicoon, New York. That's where my physical retail space is. I also um, have a full online shop. And then the newest addition to what I do is I am also a registered herbal farmer. So this season I am uh, growing as many uh, culinary and medicinal herbs as I possibly can, which will fuel the shop. And then also hopefully if, you know, mother nature uh, treats me really well, um, be able to uh, gift out some herbal presence out into the community as well. So how did you get the inspiration to start the Herbal Scoop? It's a long time coming. I mean, I've walked a lot of career paths in mm. order to get to where I am right now. Um, I would probably say that like, I've been doing it in one way, shape or form my entire life. Like I was doing it as a child, like going out into the yard and picking flowers and things and putting them into jars and adding water and like putting them in, in my cabinets and like in a child's brain, like that didn't really mean anything. But now that I look at how herbal recipes are made, those were tincture making, making or, you know, potion making in, in um, if you want to think about it that way. And so that thread kind of continued through my life when I was most interested in chemistry and kind of how things broke down and, and worked. And then when I was in um, nutrition, I grew up as a pretty sick child. So I was in and out of doctor's office all the time and never even to the this day have an, a reason as to like what was wrong with me. And so when I became an adult and got, was able to make my own decisions, I wanted to see how uh, plants and diet and all of those lifestyle choices could help me feel really good. Um, and so I was in India doing my yoga teacher training. This had to be 2011, I think it was. And uh, there was a person who came in and talked about um, how to use herbs, how to use plants in order to help your body feel really good. And that was like the aha moment. And so from then on, I started to dig in even deeper and then finally went to school, which is not necessary, but again, I was like interested in the science of the plants to kind of break down how all of these work, 
what properties are we able to pull and use for our bodies, our minds, or, or whatever. Um, and then as that went along, someone asked me, hey, do you want to open a shop? And I was like, um, yeah, let's do it. And so uh, the Herbal Scoop came about. Um, the, the brainstorming of it was 20, I'd say 2018 into 2019. And then it finally came along. I opened up like a little pop-up shop, uh, like January, 2020, um, mm. yeah, right before the pandemic hit. Um, and then have just pivoted in a lot of different ways to keep the business alive until things are finally back open. So how has that been going since the pandemic? Uh, it was truthfully, it's been all over the place. I mean, right at the beginning it was, we, you know, we had no idea what all of this was going to amount to. So the space was still open and people could come in and do, uh, you know, drive by pickups and things like that. And then when, you know, we got to the next step of like realization about what we were experiencing, then that's when I, uh, built the online shop. So I was never, I never wanted an online space. I really wanted it to be where I was meeting mm. people. I opened yeah. up the online space and that really helped. And so now I have more of a reach across the country. Um, I have a few clients in Canada. So it actually ended up being a good thing to be able to um, widen my impact. And then in I think it was September, uh, Rachel of Calico Marketplace reached out and asked if I wanted to have a space in the marketplace. And that seemed like a great time to try it out and like find something that was a little bit more permanent. And that opened in um, November, right before holiday season. And I'm still there now. So it's, it's a, a perfect fit over there. What was it actually like going about starting a business in Sullivan County? As someone who has never started a business before, this seems like such an uh, unreachable height to get to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I, if I look at my personality and how like my career has manifested through time, I knew that I could only like be in something long-term if it was my own. Um, I never quite fit into somebody else's dream, into somebody else's business plan. So I knew my own thing was the only way to go. Um, so that was something that I absolutely knew about myself. So when I decided to open up a space in Sullivan County, and I think like, I mean, I, I lived in New York City for uh, like 11 years. And like, no matter what you're doing, there's 300 or more other people doing it. So I find that it's quite difficult to start up something because you have to figure out how you're different from everybody else on the block. Whereas here in Sullivan County, it's much more intimate. Obviously there's less people. And so when you decide to open a business, there's probably only a few. And what I've experienced thus far is I've met other uh, farmers and herbalists and naturalists, acupuncture, all the people kind of in, uh, in this industry who are all in support of each other. There's not another you know person who's in competition or says oh you can't do that because I'm doing that like that is not something that I've experienced so the uh the energy is just different here of of setting up a business in full support and in something like Calicoon Marketplace when you've got a bunch of small businesses all existing together the comments and the conversations that we have with people in the community is fantastic since you opened right before the pandemic and then obviously everything got kind of turned upside down how do you go about getting the word out about the herbal scoop? And I know that you mentioned you have 
some folks who are buying online from all over the place. So, you know, how did you go about kind of securing these people who you can rely on to support your business in this digital space who have never shown up at your shop before or have never met you before? I think for like my way of, I guess, you know, consider it like marketing is through teaching. I think mm-hmm. I'm a natural teacher at heart. Um, and so I just share what I do. I share, you know, a tea that I'm making for myself. Um, I found this herb on a walk. And so I just walk people through my lifestyle so then they can see how I approach herbs. And that has been, I think, the most organic way to bring people to me. Um, I rarely ever like sell like, oh, here we have this product, come and get it. Sometimes if I'm doing like a, a, a big launch or something like that, of course. But I find that just like sharing who I am, sharing what I'm doing on the day-to-day and teaching, um, especially through workshops and like little um, videos and stuff on social media has brought people to me. And it's also continued the conversation. So people are constantly on social media or in my email asking me questions. Hey, I saw you do this. What was that about? Hey, I'm thinking about this. What do you think? And I think keeping the conversation going through an education um, kind of perspective has been most helpful for me. You mentioned that you lived in New York City for a little while. Did you grow up around here in the Sullivan County area? And and if not, how did you end up saying this is going to be my spot for this? Yeah, I did not grow up in even in New York. I grew up outside of Cleveland, Ohio. Um, gotcha. And then, I lived in Philadelphia, and then I moved to uh, New York City, which is where I was for t- uh, 10, 11 years. And <laughs> as you do, so when you first moved to New York City, everything is about New York City. And then as you start to live there and kind of the newness wears off, I was noticing that me and my partner, we were on our days off, we were leaving the city. We were going to the Catskills. We would, you know, poke around in different towns. We might head to the river. We might go camping. And that's what we were doing. So we were spending all of our own time outside of the city. And so if we're spending all of our time up in the Catskills, why don't we move there? So, you know, that took some time. And we house, we searched for a house for like 18 months. And we finally landed um, where we are now. But it was the most organic like next step for us like it didn't feel like um scary to make that decision it just felt like well if we're spending our time here why don't we spend all of our time here instead of commuting basically we're commuting back and forth i was born and raised in in western sullivan county and in in my own experience obviously again not someone who's ever started a business um the feeling i've gotten throughout my life is that sometimes the the sort of like small town community where everyone knows each other can be sort of insular where they know the businesses that have been established for a long time and they trust the businesses that have been established for a long time. And I'm hesitant to say like they're skeptical of new businesses coming in and whatnot because that sounds harsh, but I think there's definitely this level of trust from people in the community of businesses that have been around a while. Is that something that you have felt like you're kind of up against and and kind of having to try to, you know, build these relationships with people that are at first glance would be like, what is it? What is this new shop? What is, what are these, you know, odd herbs that you're selling and whatnot? I haven't had, like, I haven't had anyone be 
vocal about it. Um, I've had people who have been here, who've grown up here, uh, actually come and educate me like, hey, did you know that this was the AP? Did you know that what was going on in here in, in years back? And there, and also follow that up with like, oh, this is such a wonderful change. So I've had a lot of that. Um, hmm. And I get a mix of both uh, people who grew up here, uh, people who are just passing through and people who are new to the area, especially with how the housing uh, market went through the pandemic. So I get a mix of kind of everyone. And I think, again, what is most important and what I do with everyone that I meet in the shop is just educate. Even if someone comes in and says, Hey, I've, I've got, um, I, I don't sleep at night. What can you get for me? And I'm like, talk me through that. Like, what does that look like? Like, let, let you decide what you want for you. And so it doesn't feel like I have to be the expert or I am any sort of like doctor. I'm like, no, you choose. Let's just talk through this. You don't have to trust me. You have to trust you to decide mm. what works best in this in this space for you. Have you had a long? This, this journey of starting this business and growing this business, moments of doubt where you're like, I don't know if this is really going to work. And uh, if you can recall moments like that, how do you overcome that and feel like we're going to keep pushing, we're going to keep growing this thing, and we're going to keep doing this? I mean, doubt. Woo, uh, <laughs> it, it happens all the time. I mean, every time I want to do something new or take something to the next level, there's, I mean, you go through that whole experience. And I think that that's just the nature of creating something new in the world. It's the nature of having your own business, especially with everything being all over the place right now. Um, but I'll kind of go back to like, I know who I am as a person and I know that I have to carve my own way through. Mm. So if I don't do it, I'm going to end up back in somebody else's dream. I'm going to end up back in somebody else's business plan, which is like, which is I might have zero interest in doing. So for me, it's like, I now that I've done, I've been in my own business in, in different um, iterations for such a long time, I know it's coming. So when I know like, hey, we're going to start a farm and we're going to be, we're going to grow herbs on the farm and all of that experience of doubt comes in. I'm just like, this is part of the process. I'm going to honor it and I'm going to work through it. And then eventually we'll, you know, we'll start to file the paperwork and we'll do all of the things that we need to do. I've stopped in your shop in Calicoon before actually. And, and it would, it's so cool to see all of these different herbs and mixtures and whatnot that you have up on the wall. Um, what are, if you were going to name just, you know, one or two or three different ones, your favorites of, of all the stuff that you're growing and selling and whatnot? Yeah. Um, I'm a huge fan of hibiscus. Hmm. Um, I my favorite herb. I'm actually drinking it right now. And this is the first year that I'm attempting to grow it. And I've got, a, um, I would say about 10 plants growing in its first rendition and they will grow bigger each year. So I'm, that's probably the thing that I'm excited about the most is to have the hibiscus roselles and be able to dry and use those um, in different tea blends. So I would say that's my, my favorite. Um, 
And then it will switch seasonally. Right now it's all about nettles. Um, I have a bunch of nettles growing here on the land. And of course they're all over the Catskills. Um, I had a friend bring me another bag. So I've got a lot of those drying <laughs> that will show up in the shop very shortly. So just being able to pull the nutrients from that plant and to be able to use that for helping with like energy and just, you know, I mean, it really does almost everything. I think of it as one of the most powerful herbs that we have access to. Um, and then I'm also like rediscovering chamomile, which I like really stuck my nose up to um, because it's just <laughs> so available everywhere, like literally get anywhere. Yeah. Um, but as I'm recognizing like the benefits that go beyond what people think of as just like, you know, helping with sleep and things like that with everything that it can do. I'm like, oh, okay, now I understand why it's on every grocery store I've ever been to in my entire life. And so I'm rediscovering my love for chamomile. So I would say those three right now. Gotcha. So before we talk this morning, I went on your website and I just noted down a couple of different items on there that I had either never heard of before or just can't even imagine what the uses are for. So if it's okay with you, I want to kind of do like a, a rapid fire um, sort of thing here. And I'll, I'll just name some of the things that I saw on your website and, and you can tell me what they're used for. Sure. Okay. Um, catnip, which I've obviously heard of because I've had a cat before, but yeah. I, I had no idea that this could be useful for humans. Oh yeah, absolutely. So it, uh, what I always tell people in the shop is what catnip does for cats, it does the opposite for humans. So it's like oh. a very like calming to the body and you can like get it right away. Similar to chamomile. Like there are some herbs that when we're talking about like how they deal with stress, um, you need to like take them for a while to see the benefits. Catnip is one of those ones that like you can have a cup of tea or if it's in a tincture or however it's blended, you like almost feel those like soothing benefits right away. So it can help mellow out and kind of, it's very calming to the nervous system. Hmm. Um, another one is, uh, and I could be butchering the pronunciation of this, Eleuthero root. Oh, yeah. So that's another one of those uh, stress helpers. Um, so it really works well with the adrenals, which kind of get really um, depleted when we have lots of consistent stress. So if you th that's what I was just saying is kind of the opposite of catnip is like you need to take it for a while to help get it into your body, but it'll help uh, balance your body with stress, especially when it comes to like deep, intense, long lasting stress. Hmm. Another one is slippery elm. Hmm. So if you think about the name, like you, it's, you can probably guess that it's going to have some sort of slippery consistency to it. This is one of the herbs that is better used, um, in cold water than in hot water. That's when you're going to get that slippery element to it. Some people make, um, like throat lozenges for it. It can also like coat the digestive tract. So if you're having any digestive issues and it's very cooling to the body as well. It also has like a little bit of sweetness to it. Then the last one I wrote down is Maypop. Ah, so Maypop uh, is known um, to other people as passion flower, but uh, through black and brown herbalists, we know it better as Maypop. Mm. And it also helps balance 
stress as well. Um, and particularly stress that um, manifests in like sleeplessness. Um, mm. So it can be used in a lot of like sleep blends. It's very calming to the body. Again, another one of those ones. I'd say if you're going to put those on a scale, uh, Maypop is going to be a little bit stronger than your catnip. So I'd probably say like chamomile would be your first one. Catnip would be your next level. And then Maypop would be the um, a little bit more than that. Nice. Well, thank you so much. Um, this is super interesting. And I know I, for one, am excited to stop back in your shop. Um, is there anything else that you want to add or you want to tell folks about the herbal scoop? Um, well, I just want to let everyone know that I am uh, now a registered farmer. And so there's going to be really great uh, quality culinary and medicinal herbs coming. Um probably a little bit this season and then even more going into the um, following growing seasons as I'm able to expand uh, my growing techniques and space. So I'm really excited about that. That's just, that's right before this um, interview. That's where I was getting everything into the ground and getting it ready. So I'm excited about that um, and come visit. Uh, we're on Lower Main Street in Calicoon. And so come hang out and see the herbs and uh, grab some tea. Well, a big thank you to Kendra Payne for taking a break from her work as a newly ordained farmer to chat about her business. And as always, thank you for listening. If you want to go check out the Herbal Scoop in person, you can find it at the Calicoon Marketplace at 43 Lower Main Street in Calicoon, New York. But you can also learn more and browse Kendra's herbal products at theherbalscoop.com. I'm Leif Johansson, and this is Close to Home right here on WJFF Radio Catskill. <laughs>